Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? Jimmy Kolb here, and welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. So what's going on, everybody? This is episode 21. Oh boy, we're up to in the 20s now. That's awesome. So I've got a really good day right now. I've got a beautiful day down here in Virginia, lots of good weather, and I've got a homemade 1,400-calorie shake sitting right next to me. So I'm in a really good mood right now. So real quick, I just want to kind of go over some things, uh, just kind of give you some updates, I guess. Um, over the last week, uh, training has been going fantastic. Um now that I'm out of the military, finally able to do things such as sleep on a regular basis, recover from my workouts properly, proper nutrition. Boy, that what a, what a what a concept. That nutrition, man. I've always kind of skimped on my nutrition. I really have, but now that I've really actually put some focus into it, um it it's making a difference. Well, who would have known? So that's really cool. Training is going fantastic. I had a deload week, which I don't usually use that term very often, uh, but I kind of had to. Um, there was, I didn't have a choice. Last Saturday, um, my, I had some handoff guys not there. Uh, one, My main guy, Joe Fazio, was actually competing the next day in, on Sunday, so he wasn't there. So I had to kind of pick my poison. I decided to go ahead and just kind of put the ram on, do some lighter stuff in the seven 800-pound range. Um got all the videos on my Instagram. Uh, then this last Saturday, actually this yesterday, uh, this Saturday of this weekend, went ahead and went heavy. Went really heavy. Um, had two sets over 1,200 pounds. So we finally, finally have learned the true max out point of my Sabertooth bench bar. The Sabertooth bench bar can fit 13 standard 45s a side. <laughs> and if you have a certain type of collar, the type that you have that little bar that you twist down, not like a clamp style, but like a really old school, just kind of like a metal disc with a little screw that you can tighten down by twisting it. If you have those, 1345s aside will fit. Bringing the total weight uh, yesterday, two sets over, it was 1,230 pounds. Um, again, that's on my Instagram if you want to go check it out, but... Great day, um, confidence builder, no longer having mental issues, confidence issues with weights in excess of 1,200 pounds. Uh, very, very pleased with that, very pleased. Um, that's how training's going. Otherwise, you know, training through the week is good. You know, I, I actually start my weeks, I restructured my week where Saturday is my first day of the week. Um, I'm not working right now out of the military, so... Um, you know, weekends don't mean as much to me anymore. So Saturday is the start of my week and Sunday through Thursday, I kind of build off of what happened on Saturday, you know? So, uh, Saturday is my biggest day of the week, my most important day of the week. So I always put that as my first day of the week. And like I said, the rest of the workout kind of falls into place. 
based on that performance. Uh, we went to Atlantic City last weekend. Had I mentioned that uh, my main handoff guy, Joe, was not there because he was already down in Atlantic City with his girlfriend. And we went down there to help him out. We got some directions that we thought <laughs> was to uh, their address. Um, but we quickly found out that the exact same address was in two different cities. So we actually drove from Virginia, right outside of Quantico, to Staten Island. Um, realized when we got there that we had made a mistake. Uh, plugged in the city and realized we had two more hours to go. So we had to drive two more hours to get to Atlantic City. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, meet was great. It was ran by Andre Skiba and his gym. They hosted it. The IPA Worlds. Um, it was in a hotel. Man, do I love competitions in hotels. I've had some fantastic meets, big numbers. I love competing in hotels. It's especially fun if you get a room in the hotel that you're competing in. That makes for a very, very nice, easygoing, uh, no-stress type of weekend. Cause you don't have to drive. You can, oh, I'm not up for another couple hours. Fuck, go back upstairs to the room and chill and watch TV. And, you know, it's it's very chill. So, um... It was fun. It was uh, it was about 30, 35 people lifting. Got to see Bob Merck again. He was cool. His crew was there. Uh, Matt was there, one of his buddies. Got to see a lot of their lifters. A lot of geared lifting guys. A lot of, got, a lot of guys in gear, a lot of females in gear. That was awesome. A lot of geared lifts. Totally dominant at this meet. That is a freaking awesome thing to see. It really is. Um, helped out my buddy Joe. Uh, he's, he weighs 190, squatted 750. He's up and coming. He's very, 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 very strong. Um, we're going to get him a big total put together here real soon. He's tra- He's already training for his next competition, uh, I think, the beginning of next year or so. I think March. Uh, it's going to be in York, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a fantastic weekend. Got to meet a lot of people. Uh, I love going. and I was uh, running the model lift, loading plates, uh, just offering spots. Um, just in any way, if I wasn't helping Joe, I was trying to help somebody else. You know, if I, if I feel obligated almost, if somebody needs a hand and you're available, give him a hand, you know? So, um, anyway, we're going to move on to the topic of today. The episode is going to cover, uh, getting a lot, a lot of questions about the boards, about the board work. What is it? Why do I use it? Why don't I touch in training? That kind of thing. So, especially some recent videos, uh, some young bucks, uh, younger generation not really understanding uh, what boards are. That plank, as they call it. What's that plank there, you know? So, um, moving right into it. Boards, I think, have been a staple of almost every powerlifter's program, what, since the 30, 40 years? I mean, I'm not sure how long boards have been around. But they've been around since I've been in the sport. Very prevalent. Um, especially for the geared guys. And hey, I think boards have a place, or even for the raw lifters. I really do. Um, boards are a staple in my training. Both equipped and not equipped. I tend to say not equipped more often than raw, so forgive me. <laughs> um, so I use boards. So I'm going to talk about the shirted aspect first. In my opinion, anything above a two-board in a shirt is useless. Now, I'm speaking from my own experience because I have very short arms and a very short stroke on the bench. 
I will not do anything above a two board. Three board, the, the, the range of motion is so minuscule that it's just pretty much worthless in my mind. Um, so my lockout style training, uh, which is what I did yesterday, or uh, this weekend when I hit the, the, the big weights, the 1,230 pounds, uh, two board, two board work. That is what I consider lockout training for me. On a normal basis, uh, I like to go low boards for shirted work. I'd like training one boards and half boards. That is my normal training. I don't like doing, I don't like focusing a lot on the upper end stuff in the shirt. I think you need to practice a lot more with the close to full range stuff. Now, I didn't say full range stuff, right? Close to full range stuff. Um, so that's just, you know, to get proficient in the gear and learn how to use it and press these super heavy weights, um, you know, the full distance, you need to train as close to that full distance as possible and overload it, you know? So, um, that, that's how I do the shirted days. Now on not shirted days, uh, unequipped days, I might go upper end boards, three board, four board, even as short as my arms are. Now I do bring my grip in considerably to a close grip or my very, very starting to become more prevalent, uh, reverse grip. Yeah. A lot more guys, some more people reverse gripping in the gyms. Now I've seen a lot more of that shit in my feed, uh, going down on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So I'm glad it's coming back a little bit. Uh, mechanically speaking, anatomically speaking, it makes more sense to me. The shoulder positioning, externally rotated, uh, elbow position, you know, tricep dominant. What else could you ask for? That's a whole other topic. But uh, I like training the three and four boards on my not-shirted days. I think that a lifter who wants to specialize in the bench and be an equipped lifter, so the equipped bench press specialist, I think you need to get very, very strong top-end raw. What is a great way to do this? Well, you can do your pin presses. You can do your close-grip stuff, full range and whatnot. But working top-end boards is a very good way to do this. So my ideology, which actually switched a couple years ago. Now, my old ideology, when I used to follow a man named Sean Latimer, who is now an arm wrestler, but uh, he benched 905 pounds back in the day. You know, oh, like I'm so old, right? Back in the day. <laughs> back in the mid-2000s, he benched 905 in a denim. And his training philosophy was high-end shirt, low-end raw. So he'd do a lot of top-end work in the shirt, a lot of low-end work raw. And that didn't work for me. I was like, what the hell? So I switched it. Now I do top-end raw, low-end gear. So I practice using the shirt almost full range, close to full range. And then I get super, super strong raw up top, hammering the triceps on the top end. Um... That's how I do things now. So when people ask me what are the boards, how to use them, that's the basic overview of how I use them, why I use them. So moving right into proper utilization, proper execution of board presses. Now, in my mind, there's two different forms of execution on the, on the boards. There's board presses and there's board extensions. Okay, I... 
And I confuse people when I when I when they ask me for programming or advice, and I'm saying, well, hey, three and four board extensions or one or two board presses. And they're like, well, what what the hell is a three board extension? What 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 are you talking about? I'm like, oh shit, I should have uh, clarified. So I'm gonna do that now. So when you're on the low boards, you're doing you you are pressing the weight up. Yes, one boards, two or half boards, two boards. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's a lot of pressing, and then obviously the triceps activate uh, to do the extension part, uh, the lockout portion of the lift. Now, what I'm trying to teach boards, three and four boards, say, or for those of you who with really long arms, five boards. I've done five board before. I, there's a little bit of range of motion there. So when you're on those top-end boards, we're trying to build the tricep strength. So no longer is that three, four, or five board a press. It is an extension, as is uh, barbell extensions to the forehead, dumbbell rollbacks, extensions off the floor, all right? It is now a three, four, five board extension. I see guys do boards all the time incorrectly, and, it, and this is especially prevalent with the equipped lifters. Because the tendency is for an equipped lifter to come down to that high board and use the gear and do a pressing motion to get the bar off the, the boards. And they can put a shitload of weight on there. They can use a lot of weight, way more than they can press full range. And this never has any carryover to the full range shirted bench. So I started wondering. I was guilty of this myself. So I was looking at this. I'm looking at all this information. Me doing it, them doing it. What's going on here? And it's because they're not treating the boards as an extension movement. When you touch the board and you're on the top end, three, four, or five, okay, you have to touch the board and learn not to push it up, not to press it back up to lockout. You have to learn to extend to lockout. You touch the board, it's about breaking that bar apart, activating the triceps, and extending off the board as is and the other extension for the triceps. It's a tricep movement. If you, if you press, if you try and use the pecs and the shoulders, or you, if you go heavy enough and high enough on the board, you can't physically use your pecs and shoulders. You have to rely on the triceps. So once my training got really serious here the last 8, 9, 12 months, and my triceps blew up in strength, training boards like this was much easier. It's not natural for the triceps to overpower the larger pecs and shoulders. But as a specialist, we have to do this. I have to make the triceps the absolute strongest muscle group of all the bench pressing muscles. Once the triceps are the strongest, your body will naturally rely on that muscle group to move the majority of the weight. So especially in a movement that is so tricep dominant, such as high board presses, or in my case, even say like the reverse grip bench. Your body naturally will say tricep time. Use the triceps. They're, the, they're, they're our strongest muscle. You have to, uh, now again, you have to do this in your head. You have to actually try to activate them. But when I'm teaching people to do those boards, I'm saying, okay, when you come down to the board, I do not want you to push. Try to take the inner part of your elbows like the where your you know the inner part where your bicep connects and try and touch them together, try and bring those together, extend, extend, don't push. You have to use the triceps, and once that starts happening, that's where you see the carryover effect happening to the shirted lift. 
So you have to get super strong up top, not equipped, learn to use the triceps to move these massive amounts of weight off these boards. And once you do that, you're going to you're going to see the result. You're going to see uh, the triceps coming over and getting stronger for your full range shirted bench press. So there you have a lot of insight into the world of boards, at least in my experience and the way I train. So that leads me into one of the most prevalent questions um, that I get all the time. Why don't you touch in training? Okay. Um, I can tell you I'm going to be, let's see, I can, yeah, close to 100%. Okay. Um, in the last 10 years, I've never touched a weight in training, not once. Now, that does not include if I'm in like a Titan Ram, something like that. You know, we're unequipped, obviously, it, you know. But when I'm in my equipment and I'm training for a competition, which now that I'm older and I'm using uh, heavier weights than I was, you know, six, eight years ago, I'm doing about two meets a year, maybe three. That's a long shot. So about two meets a year. Um, and I'm using my equipment. And the thing is, when I'm in training, I, I need to break the shirt in, yes, to, in order to make a weight touch. I'm still a poly guy. I'm pretty sure I'll always be a poly guy. So I have a lot of break-in time for the for the, the fibers to open up, to get the, the material to actually do what it's meant to do, and that's stretch, open up, okay? I mean, a material that will never stretch, you'll, you're not going to bench anything with it. You have to have a material that will, at some point, give and open up in order to make the shirt work properly. I go down to one boards and the occasional half board. And the idea behind this is a few purposes. One, a half board is my gauge to what I can touch in a competition. This has been true my entire 12 years of competing. I've been in the sport 16 years, been competing for 12 since I was 18 years old. This has always been true. If I can touch that half board, that at, now, and if, if I keep my body weight exactly the same on meat day, that weight will touch in the meat. It's been true, like I said, my entire career. Um, so that's kind of my gauge. Not going full range, saving that for meat day, going down to a half board, that tells me, hey, that weight, will, it'll be a struggle, but it will touch full range. And that's, you know, our half board is like not even a half inch. I think it's like a quarter inch. I'll have to measure it for you guys. But that's uh, my gauge tool. It's also a builder. It can be a builder or a gauge tool, okay? Um, the other reason is I do not want my shirt to be that stretched in training. When I go to the competition and I've never touched a weight, I know for a fact that when I go full range, I still have the strength of that shirt, that last quarter, half inch, whatever, that hasn't even been touched yet. It's going to provide me with a lot more rebound coming up in the lift. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of touching all the damn time in training. Now, I have some beginner uh, shirted lifters that I've been working with for a little while, and I encourage them to touch. They need to practice. They have to get proficient. They have to know what it feels like to make a weight touch. Feel that pressure. Uh, get that stroke down. Get that groove down. But for somebody that's been in it 
as long as I have, or even decades longer than I have, I really don't think is necessary. My full range training, like I said, is unequipped. Um, with with a Titan Ram of all different levels, Ram, Super Ram, Supercharged Ram, one ply, two ply, three ply. Uh, une- uh, you know, raw, full raw, obviously a touch. Um, stuff like that. But I, I just don't want to use my equipment to the point where I'm stretching it out in the gym. Uh, I want that extra little bit of strength that hasn't been touched yet in the shirt, so to speak. Saving that for meat day. So that's kind of the reason why I don't touch in training. And ironically, another great lifter who's ne- who doesn't touch in training, uh, the bench monster himself, Ryan Canelli. We had a conversation about this when I went on his bench monster TV a few weeks ago. And he himself, he does not believe in touching and training. He wants that last little bit of shirt that hasn't been touched, hasn't been stretched out yet, to provide him with the maximum amount of support and rebound in the competition. So there you go. There's another one that doesn't believe in touching. I mean, Ryan himself, Ryan Canelli. So that was interesting. Board work is something that I really wish I would see more of in the current generation of lifting. Um, they're a fantastic builder. They're a fantastic way to get super strong in the bench. Um, a little bit of me dies inside when I see someone use a set of boards as a camera stand in the gym. I'm like, hmm, but why don't you use that board the way it's intended and build your bench bigger, you know? You can do a lot of good with just, just training bench by itself and nothing else, but you're not going to get as far as you could if you say did things different used boards changed up your grips close grip reverse grip do pin presses do board presses um i like doing board work high rep and low rep um again one of my training favorite training aspects of triceps uh one of the four aspects that i train i think i've mentioned it before um is the endurance under heavy load so an example of training that is me coming to the four board or eh, maybe even the five board, taking a weight that I cannot push raw, uh, either what I can press raw or above it, and doing sets of 15 to 20 reps with it. You know, I, you know uh, this is especially true when I'm doing pin presses, the last two to three inches of the movement pin presses type with a close grip. And I like doing high weight for high reps. And I believe that builds tremendous endurance under heavy load. I never treat, uh, on, this, on the side of the pin presses, I never treat that as a max effort movement. Because trying to work up to a one rep max or, you know, a, a two rep max or something, that, that never had the transfer to the full range bench that I was looking for. So I started doing high weight for high reps which takes an incredibly a lot a lot of endurance and work capacity out of the triceps to do that had the carryover now the board press the high end board press 3 or 4 or 5 board differs from the pin press cuz now the board press is going to be harder to do this because you're holding the weight the entire lift the whole set uh, you don't have the pins to relax on so to speak where you come down and you, the weight fully deloads on the pins with the board presses, you do not have that. You're going to be under that tension the whole time. So it's harder for me to do what I just described to you, but do it on a board. Um, so the, it differs a little bit. There's different ways for me that I do it. Lighter weight, uh, not as high a reps, you know, maybe just more sets instead of just one high rep set or a few high rep sets. 
uh, lower the reps and do more sets, something like that. But So that's a general overview of board training in my aspect, uh, what I've done the last, pretty much the last decade, and how I've used boards to get to where I'm at now, and trying to get to where I plan to be here, <laughs> hopefully in a month or two. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I hope that answered some questions. I hope that you gained something out of that as far as the boards go. Remember, if you're on the three, four, or five board, depending on your limb length, okay, it is not. It is going to be a board extension. So if you go to the gym and say, "Hey guys, you want to do? You want to work some three board extensions or four board extensions?" We'll look at you like, "What the? What are you talking about? What, for what are you smoking?" That. No, it, it, it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to make... If you, t- if you tell them it's a press, they're going to press it. If you tell them it's an extension, they're going to extend it. You have to extend off the board. You have to build the triceps with extension movements. And bench movements are far superior to any type of uh, isolation extension movement you can do because you can overload the triceps with so much more weight being a compound movement, multi-joint movement. So do your board extensions... Do your board presses. Do them both. Get super strong on the bench. Throw up some big numbers for me. I'm going to go ahead and close it out now. If you haven't checked the Patreon out, I highly suggest you do that. I would love to have you all in there. If you're already a member, thank you for your endless support. It's extremely appreciated. Guys, six days a week, my training goes up every single day. Uh, On the spot, we get done with the workout. I come home, edit the video, do commentary over top of all of it put it up there for you guys to watch you know exactly what i'm doing in the gym six days a week leading me to these big bench presses and hopefully in the future some more big numbers coming to you so thank you again for tuning in i will have more content coming to you very soon if you have a particular topic you want me to talk about here on the podcast dm me on instagram shoot me a message maybe i'll uh, consider that and uh, do an episode about it so if nothing else i want you to all to have a good start to your week Have a fantastic week. We will see you next time. Have a good day.